All right, guys. Welcome to another episode of In Those We Trust. Oh, man. I'm bugging. Welcome to another episode of Trust Sports. I was going to say In Those We Trust Podcast. <laughs> trust Sports. Yo, new logo on the way as well. Uh, mm-hmm. We have things in motion. Um, looks dope. Looks dope. But uh, welcome, my guy. How, how was your week? How's everything going? Good? Lee, good man, good. We'll uh we'll dive into how my week was. Um my team's definitely made it a little bit easier, but how was yours? Hey man, it was it was a rainy weekend, but it was it was quiet. Hey, it's been raining crazy. They say like April shower bring May flowers, I, but it's raining every day. Exactly. <laughs> it's every day. It's I didn't even think it was supposed to rain today. And here we are. It was just like oh, downpouring ten minutes ago. It's it's ridiculous. I feel like it was hot as shit like in the beginning of April, like hot, hot, yep. and now it's just cool and just raining all the time. But hey, it is what it is. But before we get into uh, the Trust of the Week, we have our sponsor uh, coming back to sponsor Trust of the Week. Uh, he was our first and first uh, sponsor uh, to give us a shot, and I'm so grateful to have him back with us. Today's sponsor is brought to you by TB3 Hookah. Hey, Liam, have you smoked hookah since, uh, since having him as our sponsor? No, I haven't. No? Okay, so then this is the guy. So this is the guy to go to. So he's going to get your whole setup. So you get your hookahs, you get your flavor, your clothes, everything you need to do. You get the whole kit from him, from our guy at TB3 Hookah. Jersey's number one online hookah retailer and caterer with the vast variety of flavors, clothes, hookahs, and so much more. Uh, They make a priority to satisfy all of your hookah essentials. Enjoy TB3 Hookah at Exit 8 in East Windsor, New Jersey, and Big Shots in Woodbridge, New Jersey. So now they're catering. So if any parties are out there, uh, any of those locations out there that want to have uh, hookah catering at your events, hit these guys up. Um, so use the discount TRUST to save on your next TB3 Hookah order. So that's code TRUST to save on your next TB3 Hookah order. And you can go to TB3 Hookah to see what they have at www tb3hookah.com today that's www.tb3hookah.com today so all your essentials are right there for you and any catering needs i know everyone's throwing parties summertime barbecues coming up uh, if you're a venue hit these guys up they're a great service and and well 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 deserving of that opportunity that's a game changer man catering yes, catering as well yeah that's they tough. pull up on you with that's all the materials tough. and they know how to make a good bowl of hookah and i'm one to say that if the bowl is trash i will not smoke <laughs> anymore or i'll go make my own so they know how to make the best hookah but thank you guys for sponsoring trust of the week uh trust of the week let's get it started we got uh liam do you want to go first you know what malik mine's gonna be a tad bit longer today okay so i'll have you lead us off okay so mine is it's short and sweet and kind of to the point, so that's a good good way to go. So I would say for me, uh, it's going to be a food-related one as well. But one thing, and this has a nostalgic pur- purpose and then as an adult purpose as well. For me, my trust of the week is the all-you-can-eat option um, at any of these, uh, whether that be Golden Corral's, the old-school mm-hmm. Old Country Buffet. But in today's times, I'm going to go with the all-you-can-eat sushi. I know when you hear that term, you might think like, uh, that's some shitty sushi. Like, I, it's something you shouldn't trust because people are used to just going out and buying the most expensive uh, sushi spots. But around here in New Jersey, there are some great, great, great quality and uh, sushi for all you can eat. Now, all you can eat option is $27 or around that price, no more than $30. All you can eat, and that's appetizers, dessert, as well as the sushi rolls. So you can keep it going. But no matter what, the nostalgic purpose of as a kid, when you hear that we're going to Old Country Buffet or you hear <laughs> we're going to Golden Corral's, there's nothing better because you know on your plate you're gonna have fucking pizza with jello oh, with yeah. fucking the, it, it makes no sense your plate makes no any sense, sense. <laughs> you just walk away with the craziest combinations and it was a good time to be with other families as well as your family you can go the whole fucking table or just your immediate family so no matter what I always feel like I can trust in um, the all you can eat sushi but as well as as a kid I, I couldn't wait to get to the old country buffet for all you can eat so that's my trust of the week. I love that, bro. That's funny as hell. I feel, I swear there would be shit that I throw on that I don't even eat. I just literally, <laughs> because it's there, I can grab it and I'm going to do it. Um, I love it, man. And you know what? I'm not a huge, huge fan of the buffet just because, yeah. I mean, as we all, like, it is what it is. It's just the quality, right? And I'm not a yeah. big foodie. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah. I season with salt, pepper, and, and, and garlic powder. That's it. But it's just, <laughs> it's, it, it has, it's a little uneasy for me. Now yeah. with COVID coming by and blah, 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 you know, how is that affected? But you reeled me back in with sushi. I fucking love sushi. So especially that all you can eat. I'll give that about a 7-2. Uh, okay. First, the buffet port. I messed up. So it's not a buffet. 
when it comes to sushi all you can spot. eat all you can eat yeah just all you can yeah, eat so it's all definitely you can eat. so when i'm out there like i haven't been to rock geek before covid so it's definitely been before covid but i would never trust the sushi at those spots but when you get like the paper and you can mark what you yes. want give me two yes. of that that's what that's i'm saying okay I'll take that's that. where you got I'll me back. That's where you got me okay. back. Now you're gonna make me want sushi tonight, bro. Um, <laughs> Yo, uh, this is funny. Funny story, quick. Me and Kat for our anniversary was Monday. We were like, I bought like the sushi making kit. I'm like, let's go make some sushi. Oh, let's awesome. go to like the the Asian market and like get some stuff. We got all the materials and everything like that. At checkout, we were like, Yeah, you just try to make this tomorrow until we get sushi right now. And we're like, Bet. So we just went out and got sushi <laughs> instead of fucking making it. So <laughs> I, I, we- I, I, it was hilarious. That's funny. Uh, my girl and I do the same thing. We'll go. We'll like have this plan. Friday night, let's go shopping. We'll get these ingredients. We'll make this dish. By the time you're done, you're starving. So you're like, yeah, yeah maybe let's go pick something up. We'll make this tomorrow. <laughs> I, I hate it. But uh, Malik, listen, my, my trust is going to be a little different here because it's not just my trust of the week. It's really been my trust in the last 10 years uh, and now even beyond. It's trust the process. Uh, Malik, this was a marketing tactic put forth by an organization to tell Philadelphia fans, hey, we're going to lose on purpose. We're going to put the worst product out on the court and try to lose. But you have to stay with us because we're doing this to try to get the best draft capital possible, to get the best picks, to put together a team that is a championship contender for years and years to come. Now, Malik, I don't know if you remember, I wrote for the Sixers um, for a page back in college during these down times, I went to games for $5 at the lower level seats, hoping mm-hmm. they wouldn't get blown out by more than 20. I've seen basketball players play in the NBA that you will never hear of again, that you probably never even have heard of. Go look up some of those rosters. It is a, a fun game that we like to play now where you just name process Sixers. Yeah. But 10 years later, you fast forward. And this past Monday, as we sit and record on Wednesday, was arguably the best Sixers game I've ever watched. Mm. And I know it's game one in the second round of the playoffs, and that might sound like a little bit of a loser talk, but it truly was one of, if not the best games I've ever watched. It was mm-hmm. vintage MVP James Harden. Mm-hmm. It was Tyrese Maxey, which is one of those young guys coming through. It was Paul Reed, the backup center with a double-double, and beating, shocking, stunning, the heavily favored, not only in that game, but in the series, Boston Celtics, fuck Boston. You know how much I hate the Cowboys. That's how much I hate the Celtics. (laughs) And it's been a team that is such a thorn in the side of the Sixers. So to set the tone in game one in that way was such an emotional roller coaster and such an exciting win, which led me to say it's probably the best that I've ever watched. And more so because they did it without now the official MVP (laughs) of the NBA, Mr. Joel Embiid, a kid that the Sixers drafted. Bro, I thought about this. The summer of us going into our senior year in high school. Really? Think about that. Yeah, he's been there. He's been here for that uh-huh. long. And why it doesn't seem like that nah. is because he started his career two years late because of injuries. So here we are. Trust the process. We draft this tall, lanky center from Cameroon and the University of Kansas who's coming in injured. Yeah. And finally, in 2016, he made his debut and it gave Sixers fans hope. And that hope grew now into confidence. And he just wrapped up a three-year stretch of some of the best basketball this organization yeah. has ever seen. Probably could have won multiple MVPs if it wasn't for that guy out in Denver. But he finally got his MVP. And tonight, and again, we record on Wednesday, he's back against the Celtics to try to help them take yeah. a commanding lead. But Malik, the past two days here, it really reminded me why we even do this podcast yeah. Why we sit here and argue about teams and players <laughs> that have no clue who we even are. Yeah, It's because of the this this emotion that it kind of puts you through. Seeing him win that MVP was cool for a fan base. And I know that may sound corny, but to go through just loser basketball, loser basketball, Ben Simmons shit, um, and to see this dude go through all his injuries. I actually got a chance to meet him before he even played with the Sixers. Like He just seems yeah. like a genuine dude. and. For all of that to come through and get his MVP. And listen, the goal remains the goal. It's a championship. Yeah. And we're one game into the second round. But I'm trusting the process now like I have for the past 10 years. Wow. wow. That's that's a good one. I, my only gripe would be that I use trust the process already. But in regards to the trust the process of buying a car. So I'll let you, I'll let you go with that there one. There you go. <laughs> um, but that's, that's definitely an 8.2 in my book. Uh, you, it's so cool. I, I guess we'll swing right into the NBA players if you like. Yeah. Uh, let's go from there. But you bring up a good point. Like, I don't, I don't realize, like, if he, he's the old head of that team, 
like he's the 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 pro. Like I, I mean, I, I could tell he leads the team, but without mm-hmm. knowing like how long he's been there, because I, I don't realize that. But to know like he's been there since the Ben Simmons days, he was the guy for so long. He went through uh fucking Jimmy Butler shit, and he's still the guy yeah. hanging around. And he's still their guy. In my eyes, it's like I, I love his attitude. I love that he talks shit, and he'll never like. <laughs> He'll go right in front of uh, what's his name's podcast and be like, "Fuck you guys!" Like, yeah, we yeah. are the best. Um, so no matter what, I respect that. I respect that Philly. The only team in Philly that I can fuck with is the Sixers. Um, so I do love love that aspect of it. I, as like an outsider of basketball who really doesn't give a fuck that much about basketball, mm-hmm. seeing so many people say like every year he was getting the Embiid for MVP, he was getting MVP chance at every game, like. Mm-hmm. It felt that like the fans definitely made him win this one this year because if the, he didn't win this year, it was like Philly fans were fucking coming with the world boycott in the NBA. <laughs> I was getting tired of hearing MVP chance for MP because again, I don't watch, so all I see yeah. is the MVP chance. Is he deserve? Like, I mean, you guys brought it up last time. Like, he's a, he was deserving of it more or less last year than he is this year. Mm-hmm. But is it solidified that like no, like this is this is one of those players? Like, he's definitely one of those generational players. Yeah, so that's honestly been the argument um, that you see flood throughout Twitter. Like, was this just, like, here, bro, like, take it this time? And I think I told you, uh, honestly, he probably deserved it more so last year. Yeah. Um, I don't think that this was an award that they just gave to him, and I think the voting showed that. Um, I think he got 73 of the 100 first-place votes. Like, if you oh, wanted okay. to give it to him, I don't think that many people would just be – I don't think that many people are just saying, here, give it to him, right, oh, in, in terms of the voters. Um, I really think that honestly, Jokic could have gotten it this year too. Like, I think they've just been that close the past three years. And for whatever reason, honestly, I think some of it was media bias too towards Philadelphia, um, and towards Joel Embiid, because what you just said about talking to shit going on social media, I don't think a lot of people really love that. Um, so I think that he was deserving of it the past three years. This just happened to be the year that he won. Okay. So I saw, I didn't watch the game. Um, but I could tell you right now, I did not see foresee you guys going into Boston uh, and winning that first game at all, especially without Embiid. Once I saw Embiid was out, I would have put money down the Sixers lose that game outright. So how crazy did James Harden have to go out? Now, everyone as fans, they always preface this, we did this without our star player in. And for sometimes it kind of goes the other way when I when you when you do make that uh that argument of like oh our guy's back imagine what's going to happen like things change now shit shifts so do you really see that like with him adding that it's just a help or nothing should change and or we got to keep what we were doing just add that piece because James Harden is is in prime form right now yeah so I think a little bit of both right okay. and to be honest with you it might have been my dumbass Philadelphia fandom but for whatever reason on Monday I was so confident that this Sixers team was going to come out and and make a statement. And I think it was one of two things. And, and we talk about it with Vaughn all the time. Like, this is not the same Celtics team that's been dominant. Like, they are, there's a lot of holes there. Okay. Uh, that's their third straight home loss in the playoffs. And um, and TD Garden might be cursed, by the way, because the top-seeded best <laughs> hockey team ever lost Game 7. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. That, that's another story. Yeah. But I think when we watch that game and when we're all texting about I know, again, we were in a chat with Vaughn, like <clears> – <throat> You guys watched the game, like what I was saying. Boston, like you, it, it seemed like you or I could have fucking walked in and gotten a layup. Like Boston was shooting oh, yeah. damn near 80% from the field. So I don't know what percentage health-wise Embiid is. What I want to see is Harden continue to be that aggressive. He needs to be, in general. Okay. If Joel was 100%, he needs that. This team needs that, and you see it. Can but, you put it all on Embiid? Do you believe that you will win a game versus Boston with it all on him? That's the thing. No, I don't think you can oh, win okay. a game on Boston. Like, even as good as Harden was, like, yeah. Maxi stepped up. Paul Reed hit a couple big free throws at the end. Okay. Um, like, these guys, Tobias Harris put up near 20. So, like, you, you do need – Boston is such a good team. You can't just do it one-off. I got you. But I think the biggest thing – is there was such a lack of presence in the paint with the Sixers without Joe that Boston mm. was doing whatever they wanted. I don't care if Embiid scores nothing tonight. His presence in the paint to mix some things up and force yeah. some tougher shots on Boston is going to be enough to where we don't really no, we don't really need his offense as dominant as he's been a league leading scorer. We don't mm-hmm. necessarily need that. I think his defense puts them over the edge. I mean, if you take away 40% of what the Celtics were getting in that first half, that game's not even close. Yeah. 
the Sixers are probably up by 12 at that point. Mm. So I'm hoping that his defensive mind presence, uh, his rebounding ability is, is going to be a big enough impact to where have the rest of the team just do what you did on Monday. Now you get the MVP back because he's also, again, we talk about scoring all the time. He's probably one of the best defensive players in the league as well. Yeah. So I think that that's what it really boils down to. Are we back in Boston again or are you back home? Uh, it's Boston tonight and then Philly Friday and Sunday. So going into this game, you said, uh, going into the Boston game, you said, if we win one out of the two in Boston to lead it off, we have yeah. a, a way better chance of winning, of oh, winning yeah. this, this right here. Okay, yeah. so this so we had two big, I think, unique wins in the first round. We had this, and then the oh, yeah. LA game as well. Yeah. So before this, before the last series, uh, going to Memphis, I said I don't. I feel like LeBron doesn't really give a fuck. His attitude is not there. I think he knew that spice of that shit talking that was going yeah. on to be like, yep. it's king time. Like crown me, you got to crown me now. And he's taking this into. Um, this 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 game against Steph and, and them in Golden State. So, did you get a chance to watch that game as well? I did a little bit, and it's okay. interesting you say that because it does seem like he like that Dylan Brooks thing pushed him over the edge. But now all I'm seeing in the media is how is Steph better than LeBron? But you keep poking this guy, man. Yeah. You're gonna find out. <laughs> so, so you wanted to argue this? Is Steph? I, we it's crazy. We argued this like three weeks prior, or almost a couple episodes ago. Uh, the yeah. argument I had with my boys, and I was like, "If when it, when a dog is inside of a player, who would you rather have?" And I, I don't, I can't foresee how we step on the court as a basketball player, and you still would take Steph over Bron. And and I don't care what day and age it is, I am yeah. taking LeBron in that argument. Here throughout, and it's crazy that this is coming up because there's a clip going around. Remember when Bron said he wanted to play with? There's one player he wanted to play with. It was Steph, mm-hmm. and that that was on his barbershop talk. He and then when they asked Steph about that, Steph was a little bit like, "Fuck him!" Like I don't know, I'm good. Like I don't give a fuck. And I was like, "Is Steph dumb that. for coming yeah. at the king like this? Like yeah. what is wrong with him?" So I don't know. I'm taking LeBron any day. I just don't think like. I mean, he proved it. To beat one of the best teams of all time, Golden State, and come back and win Game 7, like, come on. How do we argue this? What is your feelings? So, no, I agree with you. And, again, we both kind of said LeBron, and it was funny when you told me the, the your boys that you were arguing with all said Steph. Mm-hmm. I think the, the better argument here, I don't think Steph will overtake LeBron. Let's just say the Warriors win again this year. Okay. I, I still don't think it's Steph over LeBron. Okay. But I really think there's an argument – now to be made that Steph's the best point guard ever, better than Magic. And is Steph a top 10 player of all time, which I do think he is? I'll give you the top 10, but I can't put him over Magic because when I think of Magic, I'm not, again, we can't say we never watched fucking Magic on TV, but right. when I think of like dominance, like, like dominance, like, yeah, Steph will come down, give you that work, whatever, that throw it up, and like he'll score 30, 40, whatever it is on a given night. But when I think of a total player, like a total player, defense, offense, the dog inside him, be able to go take over a game, I am yeah. taking magic over that. That's the players I want. I want someone that's going to have the dog in them to go win a game. Not if, if like, coward in the court. Not coward. Damn, I'm talking shit on Steph crazy right now. But <laughs> I can't say coward because Steph's going to man up no matter what. Steph, Steph, Steph is a dog. No matter what, yeah. he is a dog. But yeah. to me, I'm, I'm, more, I'm more the aggressive type in sports, so I want to see that aggression be had with those guys i can't put him as the best point guard of all time yeah and honestly i think the reason there. there's a couple reasons why i think i would make the argument for one of them is because there's been few players that have really transformed this league you look at yeah it was, it was um bird and magic right yeah. the league was in the shit when before yeah. those two kind of came obviously michael jordan the dynasty that he had you had LeBron, who was crowned king at, what, 15, 16 years old and has lived up to it. Yeah. And then you had Steph change the NBA now to where you need all five guys on the court to be yeah. able to shoot the three. Like yeah. six, seven years ago, you would have maybe one or two specialists that really – their only reason they're on the team is to shoot the three yeah. ball. Now if you can't, you're probably not on a roster. Yeah. So I, I think the way that he transformed the NBA, the way that he has taken this Warriors team – to a champion, added KD, was fine with taking the back seat, winning another couple championships, winning without KD again. Like, 
the superstar that he is, the lack of ego and and the special talent, the greatest shooter of yeah. all time that he is, I think yeah. at least makes for that argument against Magic. Oh, it's it's an argument. But when I think of transcending the 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 league, you have to give it to Steph. I mean, you're seeing kids pull up from outside of yeah. three because of Steph. Like Jordan he's changed the game. I mean, uh JJ Reddick even said he's like, I came into the league like if I was just five years later. I would average 30 exactly. a game. I would fucking still be on a team. I would be making millions and millions of dollars more than what I was making in the league. So yep. that's because of the Steph effect, right? Because he was getting told to wait, like you're not going to make that. You're not taking that many shots a game as in Steph. Would was take Cause he was that three point specialist. Like he was exactly. there to shoot three to five threes a game. One, and that's it. one guy on the court at all times. That's it. Exactly. Now the whole exactly. court, like you said, but when I think of transcending the game, of course I give to Steph, but Translating the game, in my eyes, you put in Magic, you put in Jordan, you put in Kobe, you put in AI, you put in Shaq, you put in those top five right there. He's not breaking top five. Those are five guys that transcend the sport. For you, what you can take Shaq out of it because no matter what, no one can play like Shaq because yeah. it's it's just a big man. Like there's yeah. there's no one around there. But again, these are these players that transcend the sport. So I mean, he's in their top five, top six, whatever you think of the league. Where, where is it today? I mean, you. He revitalized the league, right? You had no one was fucking giving a fuck about those players. Like, and again, again, yeah. that's the greatness of, of Steve Kerr, right? Putting that organization, putting together these guys who would have honestly been another JJ Redick, or you know, that would have came in, shot his threes, and got up out of there. Like, yeah, Clay Thompson maybe would have been that guy. Like, you know, what I mean, these are guys who like who who put them together. Draymond would Draymond have been that guy? He probably would have had two or three years like a Howard, and then he was gone because was the league couldn't take yeah. him. Yeah, but it's. Being in that system is a right time, right place. So I get you could argue it all day. Definitely, definitely. It's, Wherever it's your it. bias lies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wherever it is. Uh, hey, I, I am excited. So okay, now I want to see the picture because I haven't been watching that intrigue. So the next round. So whoever wins this is a chip or is it one more before the chip? It'll be one more. So it'll be the conference um, championships. And so. who is on the Philly side of this? Who's on? So the Heat and the Knicks are the other two teams. That's why everybody's been praising the Knicks. I'm like, why are the Knicks getting so much praise right now? Which uh, is that's, that's... bullshit because the NBA doesn't do what the NFL does in terms of like reseeding. So if the six seed, like in the NFL, a six seed upsets what whatever the three seed, four huh. seed, the number one seed, no matter what, plays the lowest, right? Like that's yeah, that's what how NBA doesn't do that. So right now you have the two seed Celtics playing the three seed Sixers. The three seed Sixers don't have home court, but the I think they're the fifth seed Knicks do have oh, home court. I see you saying. Like that's yeah, a little crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see you saying. Yeah, but when we arguing a couple, like we were arguing against the the playoff bracket for like the NFL as well. Like when we arguing that like it should carry. Oh no, we were arguing about that college basketball, right? We were arguing someone's yeah, yeah. bracket of how yeah. it should be. So we were, I remember we had talked about if that's how it should be, maybe for like the college football or something yeah, like yeah, that, but yeah. it, it is a, is a typical like bracket style. Like you don't reseed based on any okay. upsets, which do, definitely does suck. It feels like this is the Easter conference finals in the yeah. second round. Yeah. And, um, it is what it is. Damn. I see a. Well, I see an easy road. For, if you get through, if you get through Boston. Oh, I, one th- if, if we get through Boston. I'm I'm not going to celebrate a chip, but you should probably be the favorites to win it all. To win it all? Oh yeah, I think even so. out the West. Yeah, really. So there's no fearful for uh for Jimmy Butler saying fuck Philly again. I think there's fear, but <laughs> they 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 have a magic right now, and now he's even banged up. Yeah, I oh, don't okay. think I don't think they're enough um, to beat the Sixers, and then out of the West, like the Lakers, really. This is going to come back and bite me because it's fucking LeBron. The Lakers don't <laughs> scare me. Um, okay. Nuggets, I would pray for the Nuggets to have MB just yeah, eat Jokic yeah. live. Yeah. Oh, Thunder, that would be the battle of the MVP. That would be, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, we talked to Javon about the Suns. The Suns yeah. can't even win in Denver. The Warriors <laughs> scare me a little bit just because they can shoot the lights out and they're never out of a game. But I, I think for where you're at, Boston probably is the best team remaining. Okay. Probably. So if you get by them, then anything can happen. Yeah, but those are two two uh 
two big teams out of the West, like with LA and uh, what's it called, and the Warriors, who are they've been here before. They yeah. know how to figure out a way to win. So what a what dream dream matchups for the NBA in the second round? You get LeBron versus Steph. You get yeah. KD versus the two-time MVP Jokic. Philly, Boston, and then Jimmy Butler in New York, man. It's yeah. it's been crazy. They they could not have drawn drawn it up better. Yeah, right. These are what the teams are supposed to be. So hey, I, I'm gonna be watching today at the gym. I can't wait to watch. Yeah. Um anything anything else on the NBA? Nah, man. Listen, if this I know we're recording Wednesday, so hopefully by the time this comes out, the Sixers have a two oh series lead. Yes, sir. So do they play again? So they play tonight and then win again. Tonight at eight, and then Friday is the very next one. Oh shit. So Hey, hopefully they have three. Friday, we we, we drop three, Friday at noon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, who knows? I respect it. Hey, all right. Um, before we get into uh some NFL draft talk, uh, our next sponsor uh, of the pod, uh, Liam. I remember you talked about a couple weeks ago. You went to go get your car service, right? Yes, I did. So, uh, anyone out there? Are you tired of having to deal with small business owners who make you feel like you're being a bother to them? You hit them up and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, bro, I'm busy. Or you're trying to finagle into their schedule and you just can't get in. So you leave and go to the top guys. But when you deal with the top guys, you have to deal with that shadiness, right? And when you find your guy, you know, this is my guy no matter what. Um, and if you're tired of having to deal with shady characters when looking to get any work in your car, look no further. We have these guys here for you. Uh, look no further to Premier Tinting. I went recently to get my car tinted. You know, the Tesla looking oh, yeah. sweet. Um <laughs> Gordita is her name. Um, took a whim and hit these guys up on Instagram. Hit up my boy Vaughn and said, yo, do you guys, you know, any guys who tent, hit me up. These guys are right in my lure, right across from me, and great service. I mean, when I hit them up on Instagram, DM them, got a response pretty pr- immediately. Uh, they let me know. They gave me the option of please come out before, come in a day before or so of your appointment. Uh, we'll talk you through some things. We'll walk you through it. I did not feel like they were haggling me for prices. They wanted the best for me and let me pick my options and, and help get me to where I, what would look best with my car. So if you're looking to get your any anything tinted, your car, your boat, your motorcycle, whatever it may be, these are the guys for you. Uh, they're not looking to rip your pockets. Great service. Again, want the best for you. You can reach them by leaving a comment under uh, one of the, their recent posts or DM them and saying Trust Sports sent you. Their Instagram is at NJ underscore premier tinting that's nj underscore premier tinting so any of your needs please go to those guys great guys and a great support of the podcast as well that's dope man i feel that's rare it's rare because i feel i swear these mechanics you go in to take one thing they come up with a list of 10 and what better do you know yeah especially when it came to tinting those guys let me know their products here's a range of products they didn't try to upsell me they let me know the price and in today's economy very fair when I told people the price of mine, they couldn't believe it because they have been getting done dirty. And just so you know, the quotes that I got from other guys were at least $300 more than what these guys Damn. offered me. So, And they didn't care about that. I let them know that as well. And they were like, yeah, that's where we're the best. And we'll, we'll take all their clientele. So hit Man, those no. guys up on the Instagram. All right, getting into the NFL draft. Me and Liam got spicy coming out of the NFL draft. I was a little annoyed with Eagles fans. And and you guys, it's funny. I how you would guys, be too. I would be you, too. You I guys talk too. about how... Cowboys fans every year are delusional and say this is our year. Correct. But it's getting to the point now where I'm hearing fans, Eagles fans, saying, ring me. I have screenshots of those guys out there who posted that. Be prepared because I'm saving those to the files, and they will be posted um, as as receipts for when you say ring me. This is why you never make those fucking claims, and this is why you guys lost Super Bowl. <laughs> too cocky. Don't do that too early, baby boys. Um, but the NFL draft, I think it was exciting. What do you think? Um. I mean, it started off horrible. I had to turn it off. The fucking <laughs> Chiefs came out with their trophy. Fuck them. Um, so horrible, horrible start. Um, but man, as it got as it got going, it turned into there. There was really no bad scenario for the Eagles, and I know we'll dive into it a little bit. Um, but they came out of that draft weekend better than I could have. I could have even imagined. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, so I just want to take apart, like, you know, some of the things that we've been talking about, we've been talking about the Ravens, Cowboys, the Eagles, and then we're talking about the league as well. So when it just around with the info draft, we have the Ravens, everyone's giving the Ravens an A, an A, uh, grade for their draft picks. Just starting our wide receiver, Zay Flowers, great predicament to walk into the win for wide receiver. Of course, um, the Cowboys, they gave us a B plus in grading. We got a defensive tackle, uh, Maxie Smith, uh, our tight end. Running back, uh, Deuce, and then a wide receiver, Jalen Brooks. Um, and then your Eagles getting your that defensive tackle, uh, Jaden Carter. So 
I mean, all around the league, there were definitely some good pick, picks, some good pieces that I was seeing around the league to fit in those, to those puzzles um, to make it better around the league. Uh, where do you want to start, Liam? You want to start off with your, your Eagles pick? Um, whew, Man, which one, bro? Which one? The, Holy the- shit. So bef- before I let, let, let Liam speak, so this is where this is the issue that I had. And I don't know. Just so you know, Liam, Liam is definitely the guy who, no matter what, he has to be right in every situation scenario, especially when it comes oh, yeah. to the Eagles. He's a player that if all the Eagles jump off the bridge, he would say it was the best situation for them. They knew what it was going to be. They fly, Eagles fly. He would make up some fucking shit that would just, you wouldn't want to blow your head off. So going into this, Liam was telling me, and our argument that he had was, we got the best player in the draft, hands down, and was mm-hmm. celebrating as if he wasn't picking at number nine. And that's what my gripe was. You're picking at nine. No matter what, you walk away with a good pick, no matter what. So right. the surprise no, no, no. is that you flipped. Definitely. And I get what you're like, I get what you're saying that we picked originally at, at 10. We traded up basically for free um, yeah. to get number nine. I don't care if we traded up to one this year to get Jalen Carter. My point was you got a guy who people were projecting before this off the field stuff. People had him going at one or two. No late. one did. There's no look way. up everything. Look up There's literally no way. if you just look up Jalen Carter draft, just Google that. Every single video and article you'll find, you'll have people saying exactly what I am, that he was the best draft prospect going into it. So I don't care if they traded up to number one to get him. It's not about when they got him. It's about adding the best defensive prospect or arguably overall prospect to a no. team that already went coming off of a Super Bowl. And then at pick thirty which where they should have been, they got a guy who a lot of people had going at number 10. I know we had Sean on. That was his projection, Nolan Smith. A lot of mocks that I saw had Nolan Smith, the defensive end, linebacker, rusher, um, hybrid from Georgia, of course, because that's all we know, Mm -hmm. um, had us getting him at 10. And I'll be honest with you, if they got Nolan Smith at 10 and then traded back 30 or whatever, I would have went to Ben. I would have been chilling. I would have been so fine with that. The fact that they were able to get Jalen Carter and a top 10 prospect in Nolan Smith is just outrageous to me. Mm -hmm. And then to see, I think Vaughn sent it to us, but GMs are upset about the praise that Howie's getting. Fan bases are complaining. Like, just don't let it happen then. Like, don't let Nolan Smith fall into the Eagles' laps at 30. It's it's pretty simple to me, no? Yeah, I, I... Even if I hate the fucking Eagles, you could say, every GM, copy the fucking model. Like, yeah. Copy, copy the motto again. It's the hate for the Eagles fan base of being like, "Fuck you guys for doing what you do." It does suck being a Cowboys fan in the division to be like, no matter what, this is who we're going to deal with for the next five to ten years of these guys. But again, the draft is almighty. Okay with the draft, celebrate the draft, celebrate the players. But no matter what, the I don't see the draft does nothing for me in my eyes. The draft is just we have some new players. It is what it is. Let's see how they produce. Because no matter what, your guy who you drafted last year from Georgia, right? He, he fucking injured, barely played, was one of the biggest prospects now, out of Georgia. Now, again, he was a stud, got banged up for a few games, and then our dickhead defensive coordinator, who I told you was a dickhead, now it's coming out okay. that he really, truly is a scumbag, just yeah. wasn't playing him. So okay. the stats are a little deceiving with him, but when he first started and was we'll getting see. his role, um, the ru- like the rush defense, I think we let up like 40 more yards a game when he was out. So he definitely had a big impact. But you're right. So we'll they do see. need to go out and play. They need to go and play. Yeah. But, again, this is a team with the top defense. I guess you're putting it all on your de- the defensive coordinator as the reason why you lost. Super- like, you just – no matter what, you're putting it all on him? No. No, not all on okay. him. Okay. But okay. It's, it is – have you seen the stuff that's coming out? No. I, I No. I've I see, I seen that he's, like, a, like about the draft. So, like that. I haven't seen nothing crazier. Great. So, apparently – so, the Eagles, I think it was the day of the draft, made a trade – with the Cardinals, where they essentially got a third-round pick for like a fifth-round pick. Mm. Now, the reason that happened was because Jonathan Gannon, the defensive coordinator, right after the NFC Championship game, was going to Arizona, obviously, for the Super Bowl, but was talking with the Cardinals and signed a deal to become the Cardinals' head coach. So much so that there was the point, and reported by players even, that he just wasn't prepared for the Super Bowl because he already got his bag. He got his head coaching bag. So that draft pick that we got was like resolution for the tampering that the Cardinals did with him. (laughs) So like, honestly, honestly, at this point, it sounds like a cop-out, but if he prepares a little bit, who knows? Nah, it's a cop-out. 
no matter what, you had the best defense. No, that's what I'm saying. It's 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 one of these things. Like it's hilarious to me that you have to go get defensive guys to go overload the defense that was probably one of the best defense in the league and definitely will should be the best defense in the league going forward next year. But I understand it and I can't be angry at it because the other NFL teams allowed it to happen. You allowed this to happen. You allowed your GM to make the smartest moves and, and get A++ in drafting and make these like, why are we angry? We, if anyone's angry, be angry at yourselves that you don't follow his model of draft these guys, move up, see what he's done over the couple of years and how he's created these draft classes and able to get these guys. But I also think that had to is the wrong word. They what do you got mean? to. That's oh. the thing. Like you're saying, like they got to do that. That Jalen Carter fell in their laps. Nolan Smith fell in their laps. I mean, look at the offense. What were they going to do? What they had the best wide receiving duo in the league. They have a top oh, five. You tight could end. always they draft have... around. You could always draft around like linemen. There's you no could, such thing but... as too much depth on the line. But but you, you went can, defense heavy. You went in the trenches. Yeah. And I think even with you had the best offensive line in the league, and then the only real need that you had, which again we just never value the running back position. You went out and traded for a Pro Bowl running back. So even oh when we were God. talking about Bijan and getting Bijan, like you got a cheaper, more talented NFL, um, were oh, NFL NFL tested running back in this team. So you you debatably as good as day one was with Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. Day two was better because you got fucking DeAndre Swift. No, 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 no. Now you're hyping. This is why I'm saying you guys hype shit up. You're hyping up this running back I really from, from Detroit. Okay, DeAndre Swift, you're you're hyping this guy up. You're gonna hype this guy up to be like this is one of the top running backs. This is a great like he's traded for a reason. For this, I, yeah, because the Lions are the fucking Lions and haven't won a playoff <laughs> game in thirty years. I mean, this is oh the Lions were the Lions last year, baby. They weren't the Lions. They were last year. They're definitely a team that's on the up and up. Well, exactly, and they're just still doing dumb shit. They they weren't the yeah. Lions, right? They were better than we thought. They didn't even make the fucking playoffs. They're just this was yeah, stupid no organizations shit, do. You, Definitely, you definitely know it's a team that's just changing over New Leaf, but I can't sit here and say. So you would rather have that running back over uh, B. John, um, B. John? For the future, I don't know, but for the right now, absolutely. And then this is what you do. And we talked about this at nauseum, right? Of like the running back position in the NFL right now is just not what it used to be. Like it is a revolving door position. I mean, again, look yeah. at the Chiefs. We talk about them. Like they drafted a kid out of Rutgers in the seventh round. And he was their guy at the end of the year. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you don't necessarily need these yeah. highly – it's nice to have. It's fun to watch Saquon. It's going to be fun to watch Bijan. But yeah. to win a Super Bowl, it's not really a need as much as it, as it used to I be. I mean, the Patriot way is guys that just played with Tom Brady that are fucking nobody. So I understand. What do you think were the best picks in the draft? In my eyes, I think – some of, I'm, I'm going to speak about some that like you know aren't touted out there so heavily. I think in my eyes the best draft pick for a player situation wise, what I'm saying, not okay. just overall okay. talent, but situation wise, is the Oregon quarterback uh, Christian Gonzalez to the Patriots. I think oh, yeah. walking into that to that situation as a quarterback, you're like this is. I mean, a no matter what, I trust in Belichick to overturn what, what's going on here. Let's see if our quarterback can get something different like and, and make something of this organization now. No matter what, I know I'm going to go play for one of the greatest organizations possible, and I fell, but it is what it is, and I'm happy about it. So I think that's a great place for him to be at um, going forward. Definitely, man. Definitely. I think the, the two names that pop out at me in terms of best position for them, number one, Dalton Kincaid, that tight end from Utah, going to Buffalo. You, yeah. can make, you, can <laughs> yeah. make, you can make the argument that the one thing this Bills offense was missing was a pass-catching tight end. They got that, and for him um, to go and play with an elite quarterback and Josh Allen is sick. And then two, I really think there's an argument for just sticking with the first round. Again, obviously other than Jalen Carter, because that's obvious. But your boy, JSN, going to Seattle, playing with DK, playing with yeah. Tyler Lockett. I don't oh really know God. what Gino, Gino is, but... They got the best wide receiver in the draft, and he's going to be able to learn from a veteran like Lockett and a freak with like DK. DK, listen, if Gino is halfway what he was last year, they're going to be all right. My thing thinking about that was I fucking forget that Lockett and DK were there. Like I was like, oh, yeah. that's good for him. I was like, I was hoping they would go get a quarterback though in that situation, like yeah. possibly bring a quarterback. But to have him like that's a now you bring up question. 
possible wide receiver rooms, Eagles or Seahawks, like that, those that, that's some talented shit. That's a great quarterback. I mean, that's a great wide receiver room. They yeah. lack that quarterback, though. That's where it, it, it that's know. where it, it, it fucks me up. But I was happy for my boy. I think the the Schumeyer, what, what's his name? Um oh, your tight end. Yeah, shoemaker or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, I fucking hate Michigan, but I definitely watch enough of, of him to see him Sho- at Michigan. Shoemaker. Shoemaker. To see him at Michigan. We lost Dalton Schultz. I would have rather either the Utah kid or the yeah. Notre Dame kid. Um, where did that Notre Dame kid end up? He went to. The he wasn't end. even the second tight end to go. Um, yeah, he went. He went second round to the Raiders. Fuck, damn! I wonder what that's gonna be like for him. But I wanted, I wanted the Utah kid or or him because when I look, the I gotta know who our backup is as a tight end because at tight end you they were talking about our backup being like. He's not the starter for the Cowboys because Schultz right. was the starter. So I want to see what that looks like because we just – the thing is, last year we drafted a fucking tight end as well. So these are the yeah. steps that the Cowboys do. It's like, all right, we're just redrafting now. We're just – we made a mistake. Let's redraft. Let's, let's, we did draft a, um, a tackle, uh, a left tackle as well. Great pick. Uh, I, I just don't know. But the debate I wanted to pose you is uh, who do you think is in the best situation out of all the quarterbacks to go? Bryce Young to the Panthers, C.J. Stroud to the Texans, or Anthony Richardson to the Colts? It's a good question. And you know what? To me, I feel like I was expecting Will Levis to go to the Colts no matter what. But right before (laughs) they made that pick, I think it was Adam Schefter saying um, it was our old offensive coordinator from this year, Shane Steichen, who took Jalen Hurts and was part of that transition from taking a freak athlete to a quarterback. Now you get that freak athlete. Can he transform him into that quarterback? So I think as a pure raw talent that Anthony Richardson is, yeah. to pair up with Shane Steichen, yep. who's kind of been there, done that, is going to be a great opportunity. But I think for Bryce Young, too, kind of the same situation. Former OC with us, Frank Reich, uh, former NFL quarterback, like he's he's known to kind of get the best out of quarterbacks, Carson Wentz specifically. <laughs> Look at the numbers with Carson Wentz in his career in the two years he had Frank Reich, or, or the three, I guess. Uh, really, his one MVP year here, and then these year with the Colts, in comparison to the rest of his career, it's like night and day. Mm-hmm. So I think those two guys, I, I guess I'll put Richardson, just because it seems like this is where the league is going, and mm-hmm. I hate the size argument, but I don't know if I realized how small Bryce Young was. I saw him dapping yeah, up I told you. Brian Burns, yeah. the linebacker on the Panthers. He looked like he was yeah. in second grade. Um, Remember the, uh, what's called, shoes he had on? The uh, the no bull <laughs> shoes? <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, it's going to be cool. I feel like Richardson, like, I feel like an athletic electric player shouldn't be on the Colts like that. Like, it's just yeah. going to look weird. I personally think that Anthony Richardson is in the best predicament. Mm -hmm. The only issue out of all these quarterbacks that I have in me is I have no trust in the Panthers organization. I feel bad for Bryce Young that he's walking into that organization because, remember, this is an organization that went from a Super Bowl team, like once a generational team, to have Luke Keekley walk, to have Cam Newton walk, to win nothing with with, uh, Steve Smith Jr., to have not like – to have all this talent and not be able to do anything, to me, it starts from the head down. So I wonder what he will become. I love seeing C.J. Stroud in Texas. Like, I think that's going to be a building time, like the same thing C.J. Stroud walked into. Um, I mean, not C.J. Stroud. Um, what's, our, what's my guy's name? Um, Fields. Fields. That Justin Fields walked into with the Bears. It's going to take some time. But I think yeah. the Colts are, are in a good position to, you know, become something with that quarterback. I was hoping... To, for him to be sitting there, because I would take him or, or the kid from Tennessee. Yo, it's crazy. If you look at the AFC South, three of the four teams potentially got battle. their franchise guys this year. Yeah, it's battle. Nice. That, that's going to be a big division right there. Uh, What was all the – I was seeing all the hype over the quarterback uh, Levis, right? Will Levis from Kentucky. Yeah. Where did yeah. all this hype come from over him and why he was still sitting there? Was it really the, the girls he was with or what was this? <laughs> Damn. I think he was the guy, like, I was never too high on him. He's like your typical, like, barstool guy. Like, I don't remember him at all from Kentucky. He's, boy, I guess there's a reason for that. I yeah. Mean, he's, he's, like, he's good, I guess. I mean, in relation to what the draft class was, I think the quarterbacks were picked in the right order. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, honestly, the bigger story to me was, like you said, the girls that he was with. He's like, hats <laughs> off to you, bro. You could have gone in the seventh round. I don't think you would have. <laughs> yeah. I love seeing all the Titans fans that were like, woof, we dodged a bullet on day one. <laughs> right away on day yeah. two, you just draft him. It's like, holy fuck, you idiot. That's another theme. You kind of just mentioned the Cowboys doing it, but this was a, that's a Titans team that drafted Malik Willis, I think, in the second yeah. or third round last year. I'm just like, yeah. fuck it, he ain't the guy. So Malik Willis is definitely out. And then no matter what, it's it's still uh was it Tannehill? He's still there, right? He's still there too. It's it's Tannehill's team. It's just gonna be battle for the backup. I mean, Tannehill might get benched like early. Yeah, yeah but exactly. <laughs> the Titans are definitely gonna bat going down a, a rough road. But because I'm a big Boston with the boys fan, uh they went out and drafted uh the left tackle to replace Taylor Wan. He as well wore number 77 in college. He's going over now to take over for that position of player. So that's very interesting to see. It's very unique. Uh, I'm excited to see what that becomes. I'm a low-key Tennessee fan because of their podcast. Um, but I was dying laughing by those guys on the podcast because their producers are on the bus with them. And they're right. like, yo, let's just hear from the fan before the players start talking. Because Will Compton played there, you know, uh, Taylor Wong played there as well. So you like to hear the fans' perspective. They were going in. They were just like, this, like, what the fuck, like... We didn't want him. I was so happy we dodged a bullet, and then right away we just drafted this fucking <laughs> yeah. guy. So it's going to suck, but uh, I, they're not hype on him over there either. Uh, no. So that was my worst pick, and it t- was the Tennessee Titans to get QB uh, Will Levis. Yeah. I my think thing is my... tank. Tank the year. <laughs> I, well, I was going to say, honestly, we talked a lot about what the Texans were going to do. Next year's quarterback class, at least the first couple pro- prospects, I would make the argument – Definitely Caleb Williams, USC kid, would have gone number one this year. I'd make the argument that the kid from North No Carolina, way. No 1, way. 1,000. 1, you put him over C.J. Strout and fucking Bryce Young? I don't even think it's close. I really don't. I really don't. Talent-wise? He's a stud. Oh, yeah. No, he's not, bro. I, yeah. I can guarantee. Bro, right now, I'm not even going to look at USC's schedules. They lose three games this year. Fine. Three games and he's still top. He's still top top draft pick. What did Mahomes do in college, bro? I'm telling you, I don't know if you watched enough. He could I really his- think I'll make a, I'll make this bet. I I think USC will be a playoff team and in the net, maybe even in the national championship game. He is he is that good. The only reason they weren't in it this year is because he busted up his ankle. And watch for the kid from North Carolina, Drake May. I think he would have even had a case to be better than C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. I think he can be that Get good. Get the fuck out of here. You're bugging, bro. So now you're a, tripping. I'm, no, I'm telling you, bro. Caleb Williams. He did. He didn't wow me. They lost to Utah, right? Yes, because halfway through that game, he like shattered his ankle and was playing on one hey, leg. Man. You know what? Keep going. Keep painting your fucking nails. I hope that that works out for you. Oh, there it the is. Guys. Like, I hope that works <laughs> out for you, man. Like, I can just tell you right now, there's no, they might make the playoffs. They'll lose. Like, they, I don't see them making it, actually. Like, I, I don't know. I wonder what they'll be ranked at, but hope, he's not he's not that big of a dog to me. I hope. I now I'm gonna be a USC fan all year. <laughs> I hope that they play Ohio State in the playoff. <laughs> well, first of all, we're not talking about Ohio, this is our down year, right? This is our recruiting year. We, we're gonna be on the, we're on the come up right now. Because right now we have no quarterback right now. <laughs> so Damn, we're on the come crazy. up. Um last thing before we stop, uh a little surprise thing that I dropped and it's kind of a unique discussion. Did you see the LSU bookstore thing? Yeah, I did. So this is a cause for interest in debate. Someone that works in higher ed is myself. Um, I always love hearing these debates. I've debated this since, you know, being a college football fan about what the coaches make, the players making nothing, NIL deals, the school not bringing in money. But our guy, Coach Jason Brown, yes. uh, from The Last Chance You Tweeted, when they had, they had that, he quoted it. He quoted this image. He said, I have never seen 100K people show yep. up for a book club. Yep. <laughs> that, to me, was like, holy fucking shit. This guy's a legend, right? <laughs> But it brings up the debate of, like, is it okay? So what was your take on when you noticed that, you know, athletics are building the school's, you know, notoriety? I mean, we have Bama. We have these schools because of, of its sports, not because of education. I mean, yeah. we have these big schools yeah. that people – FSU. No one's getting an education at FSU. That's a fucking party school of, of all yeah. party schools. Yeah. So when I have talks, when I, it is, it is it, I teeter on both sides, right, because now I'm in the professional side of it, of is it okay to see – the money that is being made for the college go right back into like the rebuilding of the stadiums and put back into the players. Rather than we see academics buildings beginning to fall, different needs on campuses falling apart, but we're seeing athleticism get its right foot in bar. How do you, how, what is your debate when it comes to that? 
as crazy as that picture looked, I think there needs to be a little bit more of a middle ground. And the one thing that I saw somebody like quote tweeted it as well and put the Auburn locker room in the Auburn library and the Auburn library looks sick. So like yeah. really this is more on LSU. This is yeah. an LSU problem versus an NCAA problem. Yeah. Um, but shit, man, I mean, fuck down there. All they care about are is Tiger <laughs> football. And like, that's what's bringing in the money. And that's exactly right. You have 120 plus thousand people every Saturday in Baton Rouge to watch LSU. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah. That should 100% go back into the program to make even more money. Like imagine yeah. the money that they were making during that Joe Burrow time when they were national champions. Like, yeah, I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, in, in my eyes, I look at that as more of like a, I, we can't like there has to be money. There's enough money out there to rebuild those things. That picture I was a little weary. I was gonna do more research on it, but I didn't want to take yeah, my perspective on it because I could tell that it's a library. It's probably like the one part of the library where like the oldest exactly. fucking books are in the basement. And it's the probably basement like room. going through construction or something right now. Yeah, like I, I I don't know how true that picture is, but when I do look at those things, I'm like I feel for if we bring in the most money we should be able to go out there and, and reap right. the benefits of it. Like when certain programs don't have the best thing, like let's just say swimming at LSU doesn't get as much money. Well, swimming at LSU brings in $3 million a year. If anything, a lot of these programs like at these schools lose money because they travel. They're not bringing that much money for the program. So that those things are like our football program or these big you know basketball programs, something like that, are bringing the majority of our money that help A, pay for it. So if I, the one thing I learned from COVID with working at higher ed is how much – Things are paid through student bills, right? Like, let's just say, for example, where, where I was at, a majority of the salaries were paid by dining services of our students. A lot of that stuff was paid through the needs of housing. Like, a lot of stuff was paid through, you know, students' housing bills, stuff like that. To then go and pay our faculty, pay for different building bills, stuff like that. So when we lost that, we lost that money, people were out of a job. There was nothing we could do because we couldn't pay okay. for those jobs. So now it goes in full circle of because we have this money now we could spread it out maybe you make 120 of that goes back to the program and then we right. divvy up the rest no one just sees the majority of it but 20 goes back into athletics where the rest gets divvied amount all throughout the college so again i think it does like you said fall back on lsu because i i would be i'm sure that's probably one of the three libraries on the fucking campus i would be surprised if lsu has one fucking library because yeah, rowan was, has a big ass library so there's no way LSU because Rutgers has fucking 18 libraries. So I was, yeah, there's no reason any university, <laughs> yeah. any university out there should have a library looking like that. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't know how, how much I believe it, but it's funny. It's <laughs> it, you know what it is? It's because the colleges are always coming for the student athletes because they believe that they always get um, passed along. They always are skating. They don't really have to put in all the work, and and they're always they always get a bad look for not being the best students. And that the reason they're here is specifically because they're good at sports. They don't deserve to be here because they're not good at, you know, the books. That's bullshit, man. Like, I, I hate that. I hate that argument. I know. I know. So. Je jealousy. Yeah, man. But Coach Coach Jason Brown, you're going to come on the pod. One of these days, we're, we're going to get you on this pod. I can't wait to up. get it. Hey, I'm the I'm the I'm probably the biggest last chance you fan. Like Cat hates it that I replay like those seasons all the time. Like I oh, just yeah. replay it in the background. So we're gonna get I'm gonna get you. I'm gonna tweet you. So you better you better answer this tweet. We'll tweet um, Let's tweet him every every day until until he, <laughs> until he comes on. I emote him, man. I emote him. Anything else left, brother? Uh Sixers and six. Yes. Oh shit. You hear here. We're gonna clip that. Like Vaughn, like Vaughn says, clip that shit. So clip we'll clip it, it yeah. up. We'll clip, clip it. it up. You know, you know I've I've kept all the Vaughn receipts. <laughs> it's all going up yes sir hey man uh i'm rooting for the sixers let's see let's see i would love to go turn up in philly for this one right here um but hey continue to support uh trust sports um follow us on the instagram at we trust underscore podcast follow liam on the instagram at liam Stokes 11 and we are all on all your social media apps as well as on all the uh streaming platforms youtube um please go subscribe to the podcast trust up guys Yes, sir.